directed by T.J. Scott, who directed episodes of the show Black Sails and Hemlock Grove. Have you ever seen either of those shows? Nope. Black Sails is a all-timer for me. Honestly, I'm surprised I didn't come up in, in my, like, list of... It's about pirates. Mm. But it's, like, equivalent level of drama as Game of Thrones, but, like, more engaging, in my opinion. The first season was a little bit, like too much sexual assault but they like really move away from that in mm. the later seasons what did it air on stars it's on hulu now though but it's it's really good um and then hemlock grove was this like netflix weird show that was like horror but i think i have heard of that one actually it was like the first time i was introduced to bill skarsgård who i love like the younger skarsgård brother who then played pennywise and like the it movies yeah. and stuff and mm-hmm. then he was in barbie did you see barbarian I did see Barbarian. He, yes. He's like the like I thought like I think we might have talked about this in real life, but like that casting of him I think is so smart in Barbarian. It's actually my favorite part of the movie because he's a creepy dude. But so you're it like plays on the expectation. I guess spoilers for a Barbarian. It <laughs> plays on the expectation that he's gonna be like the one that's villainous, but then obviously it doesn't turn out to be that way. Yeah, I've been feeling really great because I've been. I recommended Barbarian to yes. some people, and they've been bragging about how great of a recommendation it was. I think that's the best horror movie I've seen in a, a few years. Um, it was written by Alex Levine, and it aired on April 27th, 2013. Um, the top movie was this movie, Pain and Gain, one movie I've never heard of, an action movie with like Mark Wahlberg and assorted others. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, or I guess like for that week. Oh, the okay. top box office. Mm-hmm. And then we finally get a new uh, top song, which is Just Give Me Your Reason by Pink. Pink Just Pink. give me your reason. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Don't even need to put the clip in. <laughs> um, before we even get into the episode, I wanted to talk about how there's going to be this reboot, which we didn't even know about when we started this podcast. We are very timely. Yeah, so it's called Orphan Black Echoes. It's being produced by AMC, which is actually where you can watch Orphan Black now, probably in advance of their release. And it's going to be starring Kristen Ritter. It's supposed to come out in 2024, but, like, there's no date listed. But it is all filmed. I was, like, looking it up yesterday. They felt they finished filming last January. So it's been filmed for, like, a year. Must have a lot of post-production to do. Is it a sequel or prequel? It's set or? in the same universe. Mm, That's okay. what it says. I, but other than that, it's, like, super unclear. And I watched the teaser trailer, and honestly, like, I, it doesn't seem super related. But, I mean, probably it'll be more revealed. And it also made me realize that I, like, don't even really remember how the show ends. I'm sure when we get there, like, it'll... But that's good, because then I can be surprised with you. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Maybe, well, I don't know. I doubt we'll have made it to to the end of the series by the time it comes out. But we can definitely, like, cover it tacked on to the end if we feel like it. And there's also, like, before this new spinoff, there's a Orphan Black, like, podcast like fiction podcast not obviously like us which i think we should listen to too i've never listened to it mm. but it's like the same actors as in the show and i don't even know the premise really probably should have researched but, <laughs> but we can just see when we get there Exciting. Um, yeah we do have one listener question from olivia who wanted to know why we chose orphan black as our first show to cover um we were like going back and forth a lot and i the reason why i thought orphan black would be a good fit is because when we first bonded, it was over talking about yellow jackets, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I feel like this show has similar like themes about like feminism and womanhood, and also it has like kind of a spooky vibe. So 
Yeah, for sure. And I think also I liked that I'd never heard of it ever. Because sometimes you mention shows that I have heard of, I just never got around to watching them. Yeah. But I like that I'd never even heard of this one, but you had great things to say. Yeah. So. Okay, let's get into the episode. So the very first scene that we see is Helena getting some scary looking surgery. Uh, the only thing that we really know is that that guy's name is Thomas. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's the only time we even see her in the whole episode. Yeah, and I, I wrote down how I thought it was interesting that we were finally seeing somebody taking care of her when the last episode she was, like, taking care of herself physically after yeah. her injury. So it was a, a cool parallel to see um, somebody finally taking care of her. Yeah, but even though she was getting taken care of, it didn't exactly look like the, the Oh, no. Conditions. Yeah, definitely like not. Scary warehouse that yeah, she's in. Not nice, but I mean, maybe a little nicer compared to self-surgery in the, in the stranger's bathroom. Uh, and then also, like, he was calling her, like, child. And yeah. I'm sure to her it was very endearing. I guess I will see the like relationship soothing. later on. But. Yeah. Um, and then we have a scene with Sarah and Allison on Skype. I guess. Yeah, I so much video messaging, and I wondered if they took that approach to help with less body doubling. Do you Mm -hmm. think? Yeah, totally. That's I'm sure that's what they did actually, Mm -hmm. because they could just shoot them separately Mm -hmm. and then cut them together. Yeah, that's probably why they're on the phone all. Well, I mean, obviously, besides the fact that they're like in different locations Mm -hmm. too, but that makes total sense to make it a little bit easier on their production schedule. I get it with Kasima, but when it was uh, Sarah and Allison, I'm like, why are they (laughs) Skyping right now? (laughs) But it's a nice scene. She thanks her for setting up the the meet with Kira. And then, like, we also, we see Allison in bed with Donnie. He's trying to put the moves on her. (laughs) Smacks her out of the way. I love that she, like, has the sleep mask on. She's on the other side. She's sending so many signals, and he tries anyways. (laughs) Do not touch but uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, we see Sarah and Paul getting it on in the shower. I wanted to ask you about this. So, like, before the times we've seen them be intimate, it's been used as, like, a tool of manipulation. But I feel like this time Sarah was just like, this is for me. Like, I think it was a little bit of both. I think she really wants to avoid having any deep conversation with him. Yeah. So she doesn't reveal herself in a way. So it's definitely a distraction. But it definitely... I think she was a little quick. (laughs) She was like, come on! He's like, I'm ready. But I did want to point out the the horror elements of, like, the shower scene. And the the door creaking open. It's like, okay, they're really trying to make us spooked right now. Yeah. Which is good foreshadowing for the rest of the episode, too. And then some psycho nods. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Did you, did you want to say something else? I just remember, in the scene, I'm like, how is she going to work her way out of this? Like, And it's obvious that she just keeps pu- pushing it out of the way. Like, let's have sex. That'll satisfy delay, him. Delay, delay, delay. Um, because I'm just like, what is going through her head? Like, what is her long-term plan? And I don't think she has one. Yeah. And Paul's trying to, like, get her to, like, go on a trip with him to, like, go away. But she says, like, let's talk about it in the morning. And then, like, the next morning, she's, whatever, brushing her teeth and stuff. And then she literally coughs up like an electro i'm like okay even if they did do like examinations on her like how did that get in her mouth <laughs> somebody <laughs> wasn't doing their job yeah <laughs> um so we think it's a dream at first that mm-hmm. she's having some weird procedure but then obviously she coughs that thing up yeah my first thought was that um i thought they were gonna add in this element of like connection that she was connected to 
Helena, and that she was like experiencing whatever was going on, what we saw in the beginning, but uh, quickly got rid of that. But that's what I thought. Like like a psychic bond. And then we get hit with a theme song, and I'm like, damn, that was so much. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Before I was like, wow. Yeah. They really pack it in. Yeah. So then um, in the morning, Paul's trying to like check in. He does, he asks her how she's feeling, which is pretty suspicious. Like, why would you ask that mm-hmm. if you didn't know that she was mm-hmm. being operated on? And he's really trying to get her to leave to Rio. Yeah. And reflecting on what you see with the rest of the episode, I wonder what his motive is for that. I wonder if it's like part of like what they're telling him to do. I think he's or, going rogue. Like, he's, I think he's developing feelings mm-hmm. and is feeling kind of guilty about it and is trying to, like, I guess if he's like, if we go away, well, I don't know how it works with their <laughs> yeah, right. stuff, but the, this is the first clip that I pulled is their interaction here. Why not? It's what you wanted, right? Commitment? I'm ready. I can't think about this right now. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. You're shaking like a leaf. He said you're shaking like a shaking like a leaf, and then it made me think of that other weird uh, metaphor that she used that we didn't understand. Well, shaking like a leaf is like a no, but that that but we know that one. But yeah, I just okay, think it was, used... it was when when he when she asked him if he was painting by numbers. Yes, right. I'm like they use metaphors with each other. Yeah, that's what just that what means. made that think of. But this scene also made me think he is such a basic man. Like I. I don't know. It's like I feel like it was the you longest like, we've seen him on like the screen. Like a man, or like he's basic. <laughs> like he's like, like, like a, physically, like or? physically. <laughs> yeah, like he's just like not interesting to look at. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> he's kind of good looking. <laughs> not he's he's attractive. I just mean he's okay. just very. Not everybody's fiance can have a dyed curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, I just feel, I just, from the perspective of, like, what is the show trying to say? Because to me, he's so, like, basic and um, just, like, a stereotypical man. Yeah. And I feel like that would be more of, like, a husband that Allison would have. Hmm. But her husband is more of, like, a... Well, but he's kind of, like, built in stuff. I mean, like, I feel like Donnie is more of, like, a typical man. Like, you know, whatever. He's playing golf, like, Mm -hmm. drinking beer, whatever. At least Paul, like, he seems, like, a little bit edgy, kind of. Yeah. Or at least in terms of personality, if not, like, looks. And, I mean, we learned later in the episode that he's ex-military, so... Mm -hmm. That's probably what I think is... Whatever Dear John vibes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think I just mean he is basic looking not that he's not attractive <laughs> he's, he's so conventionally attractive yeah, I see like he almost looks too good yeah yeah that's interesting well i i i can't remember i don't think the show ever establishes like how beth and paul like met in the first place mm-hmm. which would be interesting to to learn where they met each other um so then the next scene is a the debrief with the clones we actually do see allison and and felix and Felix is loft with Sarah. I wanted to point out the like lighting in that scene is really pretty. Like the way they lit the loft. Um, I meant to look up the grapher, but I forgot. Uh, so then, well, basically, they're like, "Oh shit!" Like we could be like, "What's Paul doing? Like what's his role?" Blah blah blah. And then we get some science ex- explanation from Cosima. Sarah, where was Paul during all this? Uh, there, there were doctors. Um, two or three of them. He could be in on it though. Maybe he set it up. Well, somebody must be watching the lab rats. Someone we know. Well, I mean, if it were my experiment, yeah, I would put an observer close to the subject, you know, somebody to keep tabs and and, and accumulate data. Kasima. 
what they do to me. I think you'd know if they'd done anything really um, invasive. Oh, my God. I'm just saying um, an EEG is like a neurological test and, and that mark on your arm looks like a blood sample. It, it sounds diagnostic. It's kind of crazy that they would leave a like a blood draw mark on her arm. Like they're like wait, wait like there's no explanation for that besides a needle. I would think mm -hmm. like they're sloppy. Yeah, maybe they just hope that they they brush won't it notice. off. Yeah. yeah, I guess absent coughing up an electrode, if you woke up with like a weird injury, it wouldn't be like as weird. Oh yeah, I feel like that happens to me all the time. I know. This I just look at this scratch on my knee. Or, have you been abducted in the night? <laughs> Who's my mom? One of the cats. Um, so and then Felix, Felix, Felix out Sarah for sleeping with Polly. Like oh. really has no, no chill. She's like Felix. And then uh, uh, it seems at first like Allison's gonna be self righteous about it, but she actually is like, you know what? Not my place to judge. Mm -hmm. I like that because immediately is like, this can be useful to us. Um, and then we, Sarah's trying to get some money off of Allison. Hey, hey, where's the money? What's it for? It's a self-defense fund, yeah? Last time I checked, I'm the only one defending us. It's interesting because, like, it's not clear what she wants the money for, and then she just ends up paying Vic off. Yeah. Like, why does she need that money in the first Right, place? and that just happened to be five more than what yeah. Vic needed. That was a little plot convenient. Yeah, I true. Thought. Um, also, I don't know if you clipped this sound, but uh, Sarah was like, I'm going to go shoot Paul in the balls. And then <laughs> Kasim is like, just squeeze them. <laughs> I didn't, but I can, I can add it in later. I'm going to shoot Paul's balls off. Oh, wait, just, um, just squeeze them, okay? He's our way into this whole thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> Sarah is out gunning for him for this episode. She, they have like several exchanges like that. And then uh, Allison leaves after giving her the money. And then we get some more, like, science explanation. We Felix is our plot explainer, and uh, Kasima is our science explainer. Yes. But if my blind subject were suddenly to become self-aware, uh, it'd either be a eureka moment or... Yeah? I would terminate, so be careful, okay? On that note... <laughs> like it's like the the Peppa Pig. One. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Put your like this. What's whistling anyway? You put your lips together and blow like this. <whistles> Hello, Peppa. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, well, I just, I think the show does a, a good job, like, just, like, constantly, like, setting, this, like, resetting the stakes. It's like, okay, now we're being hunted by a serial killer. Oh, wait, now we have these other people monitoring us. They might terminate because we're becoming self-aware. So there's just, like, all this, the mm -hmm. development of the threats that they're facing. I think yeah. they do a really good job. And that. I think they do a good job of, like, reminding us of threats that aren't completely done away with either, like... Uh, when Raj calls, but she says, what do you want art? It's like, oh yeah, that could yeah. be a problem again later. No yeah. art in this episode. No. Um, kind of miss him. <laughs> <laughs> Not for just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But speaking of, you said very perfectly, Raj calls, asks her for the surveillance shit that she borrowed from him, which sends them on like a new quest. And then we cut to, to back to Allison's house with Donnie on the phone, like making a suspicious phone call.
It's critical. One week she's fine, the next it's Armageddon. No, I understand that, but I don't want to give her any reason to react. Will you tell me? If it gets any worse, what are our options? What are you doing? Did you believe him when he lied and said it was a work call? I kind of did. Yeah, I think he he plays it off well, and then he gets her to cut the tag and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and I w- at, when I heard the phone call, I was like, okay, yes. And then I heard the lie, and I was like, I just kind of feel like Donnie's a big oaf. Like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And I left the episode still not 100% sure, even I think though we get that burning scene. Yeah, I think it's ambiguous on purpose, for sure. But, yeah, I because even though I don't really like him, I did believe him. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it wasn't. <laughs> like, monitoring her. Um, so, like, while Felix and Sarah are searching their flat for the surveillance equipment, they find out that the company that Paul works for is called Trexcom Consulting. They also find out that he's ex-military, like Red you said. Flag. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any military photos and dude's Tinder's profile, Tinder profiles, it's immediate swipe left from me. Um, then Sarah visits Paul at work. It's an empty office. Sus. Uh, we get another Degrassi alum. <laughs> Her name is Miriam McDonald, I believe. She played Emma in the Degrassi The Next Generation. Um, and then, basically, the I, the scene with Sarah and Allison spying is, like, intercut with each other, which, yes. like, further draws the parallels between them. I think that they're more alike than we think. Um, she, Allison, finds Donnie's porn collection. Uh, what is it? A big... Bo- oh, I wrote it down. Don't worry. <laughs> Big boob blowies. So bad. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sarah sets up the surveillance in his office. I just clip this. I, I have a gratuitous amount of Felix clips because I love him. Felix, I hope you can hear this. Yes, yeah, I can now. You sick bitch. Would you get your funny out of there? <laughs> you silly <laughs> bitch. <laughs> On the IMDb page for this episode, they called this a a continuity error because in UK slang fanny is vagina instead um, of butt so they were like they're supposed to be from London but I'm like hey, they could it could be they like grew up in Canada even if they're from London like yeah. I don't think it's an error IMDB y'all need to chill people have too much time on their hands <laughs> and they end up making podcasts or posting on IMDB <laughs> uh, I love this scene or when, when Felix so like Paul shows back up in the office and it's getting like steamy and felix is literally like the popcorn <laughs> oh, yeah. like I, I want to clip that for myself as a new like popcorn gif <laughs> he was ready yeah um and talking about the parallel with allison she was so quick to grab that hand salt she saw <laughs> that last anytime like, oh, here's the hand salt <laughs> let's get to it um and then i also think this parallel brings up a big theme of the episode which is trust mm-hmm. and i think that both Sarah and Allison have a hard time trusting people. And yeah. we see it, like, their trust fizzle more and more throughout the episode. Yeah, this is definitely an episode where, like, paranoia is a heavy theme. Except for, like, Cosima, she's, like, kind of exempt from that. But, like, especially with, like, Allison and and Sarah. But then also it brings up the question of, like, who's Cosima's monitor? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, we're not really introduced to that many. I mean, this episode, we do get introduced, like, to some more characters in her life. Oh, so then after they're, you know, getting, getting intimate, uh, Paul, well, so he's, like, you know, initiating, but do you think it was, like, on purpose to, to check her for that scar? Although, like, 
bro, how have you not noticed before now? Y'all yeah. have boned like minimum three times. <laughs> yeah, no. I think that uh, he that was not his intention. Yeah, but he, then he happened to notice it. I'd rather talk about last night in the shower. Oh. Came to bring you lunch, that's all. Something's changed with us. I know you can feel it. What happened to your scar? What? A scar on your neck from the mountain bike crash. It's gone. Oh, really? I'm using a new lotion. Let me see. <laughs> you will try anything, won't you? I will. He is such a whisperer. Yeah, he is. Like, can you speak up, please? Well, and I think this scene speaks a lot to their, to real Beth and Paul's relationship. Because it's like, if my partner had a scar that suddenly disappeared, I would not fucking drop it. I'd be like, hold up. Like, what's got, this is so, especially when we see the scene of like how big the scar was. Like, it's a really significant scar. It's just like. I don't know. We don't really know Paul's headspace, but it's also, like, I just yeah. think... It's another red flag. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I, like, <laughs> the next part is of him, like, literally doing enhance. <laughs> like, also, it made me laugh, too, that they there's only one home video of Beth, and it's the one of her preparing for that marathon, because it's the same one that Sarah <laughs> yeah. watched in episode one. Um, my funny antidote from this scene is that she was, An- like... Anecdote. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh was that she said, I brought you lunch, Olive Branch. And I was like, oh, it must be like knockoff Olive Garden. But then I saw that it said Sunrise Sushi. And I was like, oh, she means she's extending the piece. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> um, the next scene is, as you said, Allison getting busy with that lock or that saw into the lockbox. She gets caught by a Donnie. It, but it, also, another thing that made me laugh is, like, their garage looks like they're, like, stocked as if it's a grocery store. And it made me think of, did you ever watch, like, Extreme Couponers on, like, TLC? Yeah. I could totally see Allison being an oh, Extreme Couponer. Right I was like, they have so much stuff in there. Um, then we go get to Kasima. As we said earlier, we're finally introduced to some new characters that she's working with. There's her, like, co-worker i guess she's a st- they're like student or probably like grad students yeah so uh scott smith who's played by josh Vokey, and then we get delphine cormier played by evelyn brochu uh i did a little french translation for you in case you were curious I of was her waiting. phone call <laughs> she just says like stop stop like i'm telling you it's hard for me to yes no no you can't come here because i have work to do and then she says okay and then hangs up the phone so you said that you feel like we weren't really seeing Kasima being paranoid this episode, but do you do you not think her honing in on yeah. this girl's conversation? I guess that is true. And then she immediately goes and like looks at her record. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, damn. No but time. I don't know if she's paranoid or if she's like trying to holler at her, like, or it could be both. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. She definitely was immediately like, "What's going on with this situation?" Mm-hmm. Um. And then. Felix and Sarah on the phone, where Sarah has, like, found best letters. Oh, yeah, because Felix tried to read them in the earlier episode, and she was like, they're private. Um, But this leads to, like, Sarah having some revelations about Paul. 
He's a bastard. Hey. Paul. Beth loved him, but he wouldn't love her back and he wouldn't leave her. Hmm. Well, he's certainly changed his tune now, hasn't he? Sarah, he's falling for you. God, what a mess. Yeah, then the next scene we see is Colin and Felix reuniting, uh, which is cute. <laughs> I ship it. Yes, I thought, I said, fee in the morgue guy, heart. <laughs> I think it's good that we're getting to see who Felix is outside of Sarah's brother, because it's like, yeah, that's kind of the almost the only role that we've seen him play, so I was glad. It wasn't like essential to the main plot line. I'm yeah. Like, okay, this is just for him, and I was happy to see that. Yeah, totally, and then when Sarah, like, gets mad at him later he's like i have a life too you know mm -hmm. um and then the next thing is uh sarah picking up kira i i clipped a, a clip which for what i'm now calling creepy kira <laughs> watch or corner whatever you prefer is someone trying to hurt us why'd you ask that allison said you're making sure we're safe I just feel like it's creepy for her to ask. Like, why would you say yeah, something right. to hurt us? The way she worded it. <laughs> yeah, I think she was kind of. Well, it's like she's like, it's really. Sarah said it's really me this time, and Kira's like, I know. Yeah, she was <laughs> playing like a weird little game with her. <laughs> yeah, mischievous. And then, Orphan Black's so interesting the way that they do things. Like we get, we hear the camera shutters and we see mm -hmm. it, and it's like, okay, what. Well, and then we ignore it, and then yeah. we get it way later on in the episode. They do interesting storytelling Yeah, in they're way. trying to develop the suspense. Mm -hmm. um, the next scene is uh, Kasima and Delphine's little rendezvous in the hallway where Delphine tells her that she had a bad breakup, and like they discuss their programs. Delphine says that she's studying immunology, specifically host-parasite relationships. I think that's interesting. Um, then we get Sarah and Siobhan. Another heartwarming scene between them. Uh, this scene is interesting, too, because, like, Sarah's trying to get information from Siobhan. She's, like, sucking up to her. But Kira's, like, clocking them the whole time. Like, she, like, when Sarah starts to ask about her, um, like, where she came, like, her whatever, birth parents and whatever, Kira, like, sits, like, sits all the way up. It's like, well, why do you care, little girl? <laughs> she knows you, too. It runs in the family. Yeah. <laughs> so independent, aren't you? Hmm, monkey? Little monkey? Remind you of anyone? Yeah, but I was much angrier, wasn't I? Even small. You were the one who introduced me to punk rock, though. Yeah. And took all of the attitude, none of the politics. thought that was cute, too. My love of punk. And <laughs> trying to picture Mrs. S in a mosh pit. <laughs> um... I wanted to point out that they use that, like, sentimental music cue. Like, I think... I, well, there probably have been other times, but I've definitely noticed it the most, like, with scenes with, like, Shimon and, and Sarah, like, trying to tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they really... Like, the score is a huge part of the show. Even, like, when I'm clipping clips, I'm like, okay. okay yeah. Can we settle down a bit? <laughs> I notice it a lot more when we're doing the podcast. I'm like, yeah. they help us a lot with yeah. with the uh, score. Yeah, so Siobhan basically kind of, like, clams up. She doesn't really reveal anything to Sarah. Do you think she, like, actually doesn't know anything, or she's just being, like, cagey? I think I think she knows something that yeah, she's I not letting so on. Um, I think she's also concerned. I don't know if what she knows is, is what 
Sarah wants to know, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. She might be protecting her. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, we see Vic meeting up with Pouchy. Reintroduction of Vic. Pouchy! <laughs> I'm on the, I'm on the hook with Pouchy. Um, so they, he cuts off his finger, which is like so I, I, I wrote down, don't care about Vic's personal <laughs> storyline. Really, I was like, uh, this is like... Well, I thought that, but then I kind of was like, okay, he's he's cooking later on when he's like <laughs> getting yeah, into it. Yeah, once it was integrated back into the main yeah. plot. But like, see, I could have done without the finger cutting scene. Yeah, honestly. it's a little much. Um, then we see Allison distracting her children while she goes to buy spy equipment. But I think it's funny because it, I kind of agree with it. It's like, why are we saying Vic again? And then immediately he's in the story with Allison, yeah. which is probably like the funniest right. clone for him I, to be I, interacting I, with. Out loud, I was like, not the crossover. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I definitely clipped out his freak out. Hey, Sarah. Sarah, you're alive. Sarah, it's me. Look at me. Uh, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know who you are. Bitch, you faked it. You've got the wrong person. You faked it, you bitch! How could you do this to me? Sarah, I thought you were dead. How could you goddamn do this to me? She hit him with the pepper spray and the taser. I I was like, she's got some self-defense classes under her belt. She was so quick with that. She was not playing around. But And then, so that she immediately calls Sarah to tell her about the interaction with Vic. And this killed me. I was laughing so loud. Assaulted by a disgusting thug who thought I was you. Who? What he looked like? I don't know. He was urban. What the hell does that mean? Not white, okay? Oh shit, Vic. What? Uh, what happened? I assaulted him back. Is what happened. Please tell me that's not Kira's father. No, no, absolutely not. I think it's well. I, I don't think we ever thought Vic was Kira's father, but I do think it's like they make it really clear yeah, that he's not her sure. father. Um, <laughs> Alice is just so fun, but she's like the second funniest character I think behind Felix. Um, okay, so then we are introduced to Olivier Duval, who's played by David Richmond Peck. So he's asking about Beth. Basically, he's like, okay, Paul's definitely her monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it cuts to the ending of Felix's rendezvous with Colin. And Sarah, this is the scene we were talking about before where he like sticks up for himself. But then <laughs> this little line, Felix then also killed me. The morgue attendant? Really? Can you knock? Brilliant, Fee. Shagging the bloke that we conned into identifying my body. Colin is the first nice boy I've met in ages. What, like six weeks? No, at least eight. When- yeah, and that, that line made me think that this show's really good at sprinkling in, like, these one-liners that are really funny, and then it's like, okay, also, this is a really fucking crazy storyline that you need to be paying attention <laughs> 100%. to. 100%. Well, the, the when she points out, like, great idea, like, hooking up with a guy who we conned into, it's like, it's kind of a good point. I mean, obviously, Felix should be able to live his life, but uh, if Sarah's coming and going to the degree that she is, like, he should probably yeah. be like, a little, you can just shoot her a little text, like, hey, like, mortuary bay's over, <laughs> don't come through right now. Gravestone emoji. Exactly. <laughs> Code uh, When did they, did they have, no, they did, because they, I think emojis started when I was, like, my senior year of high school, so that would have been 2012. Um, so Felix was slacking on his spying. They watched the recorded surveillance, and so we get Olivier's description of what a monitor is supposed to do. 
What are you doing here? Something wrong? This is it. We need to talk about Beth. No issue this morning. Fine. Everything's fine. You still concerned about her mental health? No, she's better. Suddenly better. You understand your role as monitors not to interfere, but if there's anything pertinent, I should know. Anything all. If there were, I would tell you. And so it's clear that Paul's covering for Sarah in this mm-hmm. scene, right? But it's like, why? Mm-hmm. To cover his own ass? Because exactly. he's interested in her? He's compromised. Yeah, it's like, mm, lots of questions from this scene. Yeah. And then also, we get the reveal immediately that Paul is the one who took those surveillance photos of Sarah and Kira because he, like, texts them to her mm-hmm. to try to have their face off. And But but she can't even deal with that because then Vic shows up. I, like, he's like, I'm going straight to Felix's house. <laughs> I mean, smart move. I don't know why she went to Felix's. <laughs> you know, it's a good point. Uh, I mean, but it's I feel like Felix needs to, like, change his address like, like too yeah. many people know where he lives and give up that beautiful apartment well you're right but also when like i don't know if you've ever noticed but like there's no like lock on felix's door he no. like has like a screwdriver that is just like in place yes. it's like maybe you could install some security measures in here yeah. felix he's so like she... can you knock it's like you don't even have a lock sir <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly it's like you have a rolling door um so felix i mean felix vig is trying to get money off Sarah. He basically blames her for losing his finger. Um, this is the scene where I was like, okay, he's kind of like serving a little bit with his <laughs> acting. Can I ask you a question? How do you do it? Lying there in that morgue, holding your breath, Sarah, while I am bawling. I'm crying like a goddamn child. And then he tries to like instill a sense of nostalgia in her, bringing up like Mur- Myrtle Beach. But Sarah is not having it. She's like, I'm not proud of what we did. And she actually refers to herself as a parasite. The second reference you get to parasites in this episode. I don't think it means anything yet, but it's... <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I meant to say this earlier. What what was the French girl's name? Delphine. Delphine. Actually, we should, I think that's the literary reference. I'm going to look it up. I definitely think that her area of study is going to come into play for sure. I think this scene also brought up the theme of deception as survival for Sarah because mm-hmm. that's that's what we see her doing throughout the series but also we get this clue that that's how she's been living for a long time even before and what she was doing with Vic and pretending to love him so that she could survive and conning people it seems yeah. that she could survive so um, Delphine has origins in Greek mythology, which, uh, Delphi is, like, the place where, like, it used to be the home of a major oracle, so th- maybe that'll come into it, too, something Ooh. with, like, psychic, or maybe not that, but just, like, oracle Greek mythology. And th- I'm gonna talk some more about, yeah. th- this is also paralleling with what she's going on with Paul and, like, pretending to have to, uh, well, I don't know how much she's pretending anymore to like the sex with Paul and mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to, to, to like Paul in general and that's what she had to do with Vic and so it's almost comparing them mm-hmm. at this point when they couldn't be more different well and uh, you bring up you're bringing me right into the next clip which is Felix is every man in your life a complete wanker except me yes they're both wankers shout out to my boy Al who <laughs> not Al art <laughs> 
Roxy. I don't even care enough to know his name. I was like, is that somebody I'm supposed to know? <laughs> I don't even care enough to remember his name. So Art, funny. the awful man in this show. Mm-hmm, definitely a trend. So then we're back at Allison's house. She gets the lock. The lock is open with the lock, but it's now the same porn videos that she found before in there. So obviously some shady shit is up. And then we also cut immediately to Donnie burning mystery items like we discussed. What could it be? Not big boob glowies, that's for sure. (laughs) And yeah, once again, like bringing up this idea of trust um, in the show. Yeah. So then we get more science corner with Kasima. Okay, I know, just chill. I think that Olivier guy, he runs Paul. It, it, it sounds like some kind of double blind. What are you going on about? They are keeping Paul in the dark too, right? So that he can't skew the results either. You mean he may not even know he's watching the club? Yes, right. But Olivier definitely knows. Okay, he's the one that we need to get to. It made me laugh that uh, Kasim was telling her to chill and Sarah's actively loading her gun. <laughs> She's like, I'm not chilling. So before we get the scene with Paul and Sarah, we see Allison setting up her security cam. But actually, so the way she set it up with her, like, jewels hanging out, actually, I was like, that would make me more suspicious. She seems like somebody that has everybody, like, put everything, like, put away yeah. very neatly. I thought it was weird. And then I also thought, like, why is she initiating sex right after setting up the webcam i guess to get him in a good mood but <laughs> it's like she's got a little uh she's trying to ex- replace his porn collection, collection with a <laughs> so funny main video well i was she initially sorry was she just telling him that he didn't have to sleep on the couch uh, to me it seemed like she was like like come here big Uh-oh. boy i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it <laughs> yeah a little insight into my life <laughs> so then we get this scene with Paul and Sarah, where he's, like, listing his evidence. He's like, what about all these weird things you've been doing? But his biggest example is that he took those, like, surveillance photo of Kira. And you can tell from their dynamic that that's her daughter. This little girl. I was there when Beth found out she couldn't have kids. So who was this girl? She's my half-sister. I want you together. She's your daughter, isn't she? Which plays into my theory that Sarah's the original and the rest are clones, and that's why Sarah has a kid and yeah, the other girls. So we know for sure Allison and Beth could not get pregnant. Um, that is definitely. I think your your theory is spot on. Um, so at first when Paul's like doing this he's kind of like testing her to see what she's gonna say but then like after this reveal he like pulls the gun on her he's getting like more and more desperate throughout the scene I think he's kind of at like a crisis point in his life too this is actually one of my favorite scenes in the show like and also they have like such good chemistry even though he's a, a basic man <laughs> God, this is like a long clip but I find was like I couldn't cut it down because it was so important I think she really is dead how do I know you didn't kill her because you killed her. What? You're her monitor, aren't you? What's that? You observe her. You let people into her home. Like last night. Doctors came and medically examined her in her sleep. And she knew. You're a plant 
and she killed herself because the man that she loved turned her whole life into a lie. She knew you didn't love her and she couldn't understand why you wouldn't leave. And now she figured it out. This isn't true. It's a sick test. Isn't it? Isn't it? very intense scene and I think Sarah's relating a little too hard to what like talking about what Beth went through yeah I just wonder what she's thinking of personally and once again we bring up that word trust and like Mm -hmm. she trusted you it's like I wonder who broke Sarah's trust that she's thinking about did you you said you wanted earlier you wanted to talk about something like later when we get to it with about Buff and Paul yeah just about the intensity of this scene yeah and about how quickly he escalated and I wonder I guess he's just mostly confused I'm just wondering where the the sense of urgency and the crisis and he's like is this a test so I like wonder if he thinks that Sarah is working for yeah. Holiday. I think Olivia put him in like a panic state, like uh, like questioning him. So now he's like, is is this a test? Like, is this part of it? Like, whatever. It also makes you wonder, like, what do they have on Paul if like, he mm-hmm. doesn't have a choice? Yeah, like, right. they, they've they've got some kind of yeah. influence over him. It's like, how do you get wrapped up in this? How do you become a monitor? Yeah. Are they paying you or are they like, blackmailing what do they tell you? Them too? Or, yeah, right. Yeah. And, like, yeah, so the show, like, the episode, it really ends on, like, an ominous and ambiguous note. And kind of like what we were saying earlier, like, they're, like, constantly, like, reshuffling the stakes and, like, reframing how we feel about characters. Like, in the beginning of this episode, they kind of set Paul up as the villain. And then, like, in this very last scene, it's like, oh, well, maybe he's, like, a victim, too. Obviously not excusing what he's doing, monitoring her, like, you know, breaking Sarah's trust. Um... Um, yeah, so we're at the halfway point of the series now. How do you feel? I feel like it's really picked up. I'm very excited for it. Um, it was funny because I, I sat, I put in the DVD, I sat down, I got all cozy, and I went to go play the next episode, and it wasn't on that DVD, so I had to get up and <laughs> had to put in the other DVD, so it built the suspense even more, yeah. and also reminded me that, yeah, we're getting through the first season and things are really picking up. I think there's a lot of loose ends, and so I'm curious to see how they're going to tie it up. But I'm, I'm liking the themes that are coming up. Yeah. This is, like, the first episode where we were introduced to new, like, non-clone characters, too, with um, uh, Kasima's co- cohorts. And, like we said, no art or police shenanigans. Um, do you have any predictions? Mmm... No, I just, I feel like I get, I have theories sometimes, but not predictions with this show a lot. And I think it's just because I really don't know. Are there any theories that we haven't discussed naturally? Um, I don't think so. Nothing, nothing really sparked in me. I think just that maybe, don't know if Donnie's really Allison's monitor. Don't know if maybe not every character needed a monitor maybe mm-hmm. beth was special and needed a monitor i don't know that's some ideas yeah. that i'm throwing around just because i'm having a hard time like because like, felix brought up like who would your monitor be sarah yeah. 
Um, but it's like maybe Sarah didn't need a monitor because she was yeah. the original. So yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, the next episode I think is my favorite of the season, so I'm looking forward to covering that. Um, yeah, we can just wrap it up. Uh, if you have any, oh, we did get a request to record longer episodes. Can we see how long we did? Oh, we did 45 minutes. Oh, okay, that's pretty wow. good. Wow, that's good. Wow. That's good. Um, if we have any listeners with um some segment suggestions to like make our things longer, uh, I introduced um spooky Kira watch this episode, so that's the one that we're gonna follow up with. Uh, but yeah, you can email us at onmylistpod650 at gmail.com. Thank you, Adam Kelly, for our theme music and Megan walker for our podcast cover art Um, and thank you to everybody who's listened so far we really appreciate the support and the feedback we're live now stay (laughs) cloning i thought that would be the sign off (laughs) we're gonna have to leave with that again (laughs) stay cloning